Handmaid in the Sea to Sky. Um, I don't know, not as much anime-focused over the past two weeks as it has been finally getting back into a couple of games that have been sitting on my Steam Deck, but not even going towards Steam, apparently, considering that I was already able to go through Age of Empires 4, Thankfully, it was gifted by a buddy of mine, and then recently, through another channel, I was told that Borderlands 3 finally ended up becoming free on the Epic Games Store. That Borderlands 3 ended up becoming free on the Epic Games Store. And so it was... I don't know, it was interesting because I was a huge fan of both the original two Borderlands games, and then the third one came out to mixed reception back in 2019, and it was just, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's not really as much of a priority, I was already playing different games, especially for all the stuff that was popping up on my Switch, so I didn't necessarily think that I would have enough time to go through and rifle through um, a couple dozen hours of the games in Borderlands 3, because I knew as soon as I would pick that up, I'd be going through, and so I was able to grind it over the past two weeks and get it done in about... 30 or so hours. Like a shorthand review on that would probably just be it's better than the first one, but it's not better than the second. I hated the Calypso twins for all the wrong reasons, not because they were arrogant and pragmatic and kind of the bitch and the bastard combo, but it was just that I hated what they represented in the sense that there's, I don't think there's any way that there could have been like a Twitch live streamer version to be actually viable on side of um, Pandora and the surrounding galaxy. So seeing that they just out of nowhere like had the entirety of the Borderlands underneath their boot and having everything being done for them was just kind of like, yeah, I understand that this is Borderlands and we don't necessarily care about the story because it's just a loot and shoot. There's not as much to go around, but it was just like after having the enigmatic villain that was Handsome Jack, it was just seeing these two just, I don't know, daddy didn't want me to leave the home planet because I was dangerous and so now I want to destroy the universe and just nothing really made them threatening and unfortunately at the expense that they tried to make them threatening was like you know we're going to shaft Maya and we're going to shaft Lilith so it's just oh yeah no these two characters have been around for at least a game and a bit and they're the ones that are legitimately strong and sound and have their staying power but it's like no we're just going to drag those two characters down by comparison to lift the other two up, which is never the best thing that you want to do. If you want to take characters that you've respected and known, and that they're veterans inside of the franchise that have been around for about a decade, and then just drag them down just so you can have the new final bosses inside your game be that much more threatening, it's just not the way you ever want to go about it anytime you're trying to set up a new stage for a new story. And I guess the only personal gripe that I have with that is that based on the loots that I got. In the first game, you probably got one or two orange weapons if you were lucky per playthrough. That went up to about two or three per playthrough when you ended up jumping into Borderlands 2. At the end of a 30-hour playthrough, I ended up with, I believe, 60 orange guns, and 20 of those came through vendors. That is probably the biggest mistake that they could have done, especially in the fact that you can just buy orange guns from vendors now. And I realized that in some of the DLCs that was possible, but in your base game that has already been out for three years, and that is your, like, loot rarity and how high up that was, just completely and utterly took any semblance of wonder and joy in finding an orange gun. I was in call with... <laughs> I sounded like a madman when I was in call with another one of my friends, and she was like, why are you complaining about getting all these orange guns? Because it's not as magical anymore. It's just so much easier to get these that it takes all the fun out of it. And 
unfortunately, it takes the fun out of the gameplay as well, because if you're if you were already getting orange caliber guns by level 10, every other enemy inside of the game is just cannon fodder. Where I understand that that's how you normally play a Borderlands games, but it was just kind of like, I ended up getting a Doom shotgun at level 10, and I was one-shotting every single enemy that was popping up inside of the game. And it was like, oh great, so it doesn't matter if they have armor, it doesn't matter if they have shields, it doesn't matter if they're flesh, it doesn't matter if they're irradiance. like, no, it's just gonna blast through them. It's like, okay, awesome, so I'm just moving around and playing a mobile shooting range and, like, barely using my skills, barely using my trees or any of my other weapons because why the fuck would I want to do that instead of, like, bringing in the big one and then just having that always strapped around my hip. And so it was just, I don't know. It was fine. I definitely understand why the middling reviews were the way they were, and I also understand that this was... Thankfully for me, a much better option than to buy it full at 80 bucks because up in Canada, everything's a lot more pricey. But yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it, it, it was fine. But once once I actually started playing, like getting into the groove of the Borderlands and the loot shoots and getting having all those like uh, memories come back, considering that it's been just ages since a new piece of Borderlands content had come out, and I also decided to wait another three years on top of that, nah, I don't know, it's... I'm still going through the post-game content. I'm curious to see if I'm going to continuously play through it until I max out a character or however the rest of the playthrough is going to go. But yeah, it's it's fine. It is fine. And it's just one of those feelings where it's like, man, I went through... I've now probably gone through more than 45 hours of content over the past two and a half weeks, and I'm lukewarm about the entire experience. It's just kind of like part of that problem's on me, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely recommend, if you want to get Borderlands 3, go through the Epic Store because you don't have to pay a cent. Although I might, depending on how I'm feeling but at the end of this playthrough, I'm definitely going to decide whether or not... Well, actually, no, I probably have two or three days <laughs> at the time of this recording because it's like, oh, you want every single DLC content that has come out over the past three years? Then you can just get it now on sale for 30 bucks. And considering I got the game free, maybe I take that. Maybe I don't. Who knows? Um, but there are, like I talked about on the last uh, episode with Johnny, there are so many huge shows that are going to be coming out through the summer and the fall seasons th at the end of this year. Ruby is definitely uh, not going to be, like, the biggest one. So let's see. They are going to stream the first three episodes on YouTube between June 24th and 26th. Like, Ice Queendom is definitely just going to be one of those series where I will watch it in the Japanese dub for the first time, just to kind of, like, see what kind of spin they decide to put on it. But... It's also going to be one where I'm just going to crank through it at one and a half to two times speed because it's just, it seems like part of it's a retelling from the first two seasons. Another part of it's just going to be unique, but I don't know. It's it's definitely been a while. I don't know when exactly. At some point in R when RTX comes out uh, later this summer, we'll finally get an opportunity to see what the next uh, season of Ruby is going to be or when it is going to be. But until then, this will be fine. This will... Uh, fill it in. It's just that I need to know when the last season is because I still have not rewatched the first season since 2013, and that's going to be rough. But um, I don't know. Who knows? Although one of the sequels that I am excited about is that they finally announced the third season for Sound Euphonium, and that's going to be nuts. <laughs> so the final season is going to be airing in 2024, but there's going to be like a 30-40 minute special episode that's going to go through one of the final arcs of the light novel and that's going to be coming out next year so i'm really curious to see how that's going to turn out i love liz and the bluebird i love the third film 
and I'm really curious to see what they're going to be able to bring and how they're finally going to bring this story to a close. But in this case, there's going to be another one that, in this case, is going to be reopened because Kentaro Miura is going to be... <laughs> not Kentaro Miura himself, but his assistants underneath supervision is going to be going through... I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week or last episode, but um, what they're planning on is that it's going to continue on June 24th and they're going to end the current arc on the island with six chapters, and they are going to continue on to a new arc once that is all complete and finished. Studio Gaga, considering that that's Miura's studio and his assistants and apprentices who also worked alongside him, including Koji Mori, like, it's, it's tragic that we won't be able to have any more penned by the man himself, but the fact that these are the people that Miura worked with and trusts to that degree then I can definitely think of no greater group in order to carry on his legacy than them. And then finally, one more piece of legacy that's going to be moving on to a newer generation is Castlevania Nocturne. And so that has officially been announced. This one in particular is going to be following Richter Belmont, who is a great, 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 like 20 times removed grandson of Trevor and Cypher. And we don't know when this is going to be slated to come out. I, if I had to guess, it would be either late 23 or early 24. I'm really curious to see what they're going to go through because I absolutely adored the final season of the first uh, series of Castlevania. And I'm really curious to see what they're going to pull next inside of this new time period. But yeah, for this episode in particular, I was kind of caught in between a rock and a hard place because I know that this season is basically going to be ending in about two weeks so that'll be a perfect time for me to wrap up all of my thoughts on the shows that i'm going to be picking up and dropping and finishing in regards and leading up to the new season but there has been uh this chart that has been sitting on my google sheets for just ages and ages and ages for ages and ages and ages as it's kind of like a marker to not only the shows that I watched as a kid, but also the newer ones that have been popping up, especially considering that more and more theaters are opening up and more and more anime films are being distributed earlier and earlier out to the West. And so I went back to uh, Shonen series in particular, and to kind of see not only how long did they last and how and when the anime started in concurrently, but also how many films each respective franchise ended up picking up. So, I don't know. This was definitely just one where I wanted to get this off my chest because of how long this uh, particular chart's been sitting on my backlog. But, um, yeah, there were def definitely a couple of curious ones that I really feel like I hadn't looked back on in several years. Uh, Dragon Ball is not one of them <laughs> because I still haven't seen the original Dragon Ball. I have basically seen the entire Namek Saga, the Saiyan Saga, and the... Uh, Cell Saga through uh, DBZ Abridged and so that was definitely like one of the ways that they were even through their specials they got me not into seeing what kind of show it was after they added their own specific twist but also the amount of specials that they ended up creating into mini projects that they did in between episodes because the manga itself started in 84 and the anime not shortly after there's looking back on this it's very the two-year gap is a very common one to see uh, like how long it's going to take for a for a manga in particular, like a popular manga at that, in order to get an adaptation. And so normally that takes two to two and a half years, but that also is just kind of like how they like list it out and how that goes. Now, in terms of the amount of films they have, technically they have 21 films inside of the Dragon Ball franchise, even including the one leading up to now, which is, uh, what is it, Superhero that's going to be coming out? Yeah. But 
like a good chunk of these are uh, just like ones that are related to the original one and also ones that are like very not just they're not features they're not like regular anime episodes that can go 20 25 minutes and they're definitely not an hour and a half but a lot of them did end up being specials and a lot of them did end up being turned into episodes that dbc abridged ended up doing back at four star so it's like the ones that like four star definitely did is that they did the dead zone they did the tree of might they did world's strongest they did lord slug they did cooler's revenge they did the return of cooler they did super android 13 they did broly the legendary super saiyan and I think that was the last of the rest of it, because all of these took place inside of, uh, or at least the ones that I mentioned, that took place in the Dragon Ball Z saga instead of the original Dragon Ball. Because the original Dragon Ball had, um, it, they had four films, whereas the Dragon Ball Z saga had 15. Uh, yes, the, the yeah, Dragon Ball Z had 15, and Dragon Ball Super currently has Broly and Superhero. So it's continued to move on at a decent pace, but I've definitely not, like, the only one I've seen in theaters, I didn't, uh, I wasn't into, even though I was still getting into anime, I didn't get into Dragon Ball early enough, like, back in 2014 and 2015, when the first two Dragon Ball Z films came over to the West for the first time in over eight years, because there had, there was Wrath of the Dragon, that ended up coming out uh, in September of 06, and then Battle of Gods ended up finally reaching uh, North American shores on August of 2014. And then shortly after, a year later, they ended up getting Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F with uh, Frieza. And so the first one that I ended up doing was uh, one that ended up following up after the Tournament of Power, which was the Dragon Ball Super version of Broly, because I think Broly had... Um, I think Broly had two? No, Broly had three of the Dragon Ball Z films uh, that came out where it was Broly's Second Coming and Bio Broly that happened after the first one, Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan. But these ones, yeah, not... I, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I might go see Dragon Ball Superhero when it ends up uh, coming out in North America in August. I believe it's August 19th, and that's what the wiki says. But, um... I don't know, I'm, I'm curious, because it's I don't have as much of a connection with Dragon Ball as a franchise, but, I don't know, with the energy that I felt at the uh, Broly film that I ended up going back to see in 2019, I think I might just give Superhero a watch just, yeah, I don't know, just to relive that. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, right. Um, I th yeah, it's only... Yeah, it's only one of two shonen uh, franchises that I have on this list that actually don't have any films. Because Yu Yu Hakusho is the same deal. The manga started in November of... Uh, 1990, and then its anime came out in 1992 or uh, October of 92, but the manga itself only ran for four years, and I really did enjoy that. One of the only good things about quarantine was that I was able to go through and finish Yu Yu Hakusho, Hunter Hunter, and the next one that's going to be on this list, Roni Kenshin, because all of those in particular are all at least 90 episodes long. And it definitely was, it's, it says a lot that it took a pandemic to give me enough time for me to actually go back and watch all three of these uh, superb shonen films, or films, franchises. But yeah, Roroni Kenshin, so, regardless, so yeah, Magica, he's, he's a piece of shit, I can definitely understand that. The manga itself ran for uh, five years, started in April of 94, and then... The anime, it only took the anime uh, 18 months, or not 18 months, uh, 21 months to be, to start afterwards. And it did get one, like, set of OVAs that they compiled into a film, which was um, Death and Rebirth, 
No, that was, sorry, that's uh, Evangelion. Uh, Samurai X was the English title and the, uh, what was the Japanese title? Blood and Betrayal. Because, yeah, that was, the Kyoto arc was honestly fantastic uh, that they ended up taking through. Because apparently the Kyoto arc in Jujutsu Kaisen is also really good. But uh, I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see how uh, how that turns out, because we know that there's going to be another season of JJK coming out. We just don't know when. Uh, I would assume it's going to be next year, but who knows. But yeah, the uh, Trust and, sorry, not Blood and Betrayal, Trust and Betrayal film was honestly really good. Like, if you want, like, one of the, those classic, just 90s uh, style, something like Ninja Scroll in that same vein, it, it's just so good. On so many levels, all the fights, all of the choreography, all the swordplay inside of this OVA turn film in general, spot on. Really good. I would really recommend it. So now, in 96, we get Pokemon. And so that the original game itself uh, came out in 96. Uh, actually, I need to check. Was that, was that Japan or was that... Yeah. Okay, so it was... So Japan, it was uh, 96, but for North America, it was 98 where it was red, blue, and yellow, whereas red and green and blue was the original one. Uh, so that was, so yeah, that was interesting. I, I honestly can't tell you how long I've been uh, playing Pokemon as a franchise. If I had to estimate, it would probably be around 2001, uh, excuse me, when I had a copy of Silver. That was probably the first one I played. And so yeah, it's been, I've been playing Pokemon for 21 years, even though I took a really long gap uh, in the 2010s. I probably took like a six-year, three-generation gap inside of that, and then finally jumped back on with Sword and Shield and the Switch. But, yeah, besides that, yeah, the anime, it didn't even take the anime two years uh, after the game's initial release to come out, so that's kind of nuts. But now, because of that franchise, there are 23 films uh, that have come out since then. Uh, the most recent one that came out last year was Secrets of the Jungle, so in terms of, uh, like, looking back on these films, uh, I had a VHS, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, uh, the movie 2000, Pokemon 3, Pokemon Forever, and then I think Heroes? It was either Heroes or Forever. No, nah, I think it was Forever uh, was the first one that had uh, DVDs, or the first one that I watched on DVD. Uh, Mewtwo, Mewtwo, movie 2000. Uh, three, Spell the Unknown with Entei. All those were on VHS that my parents ended up picking up, either at a garage sale or at a Blockbuster or Rogers Video, uh, any of the above. And then, yeah, I started renting every year afterwards. I would go to Rogers Video to rent Pokemon Forever. I rented Pokemon Heroes, which was five. Jirachi Wishmaker was six. Destiny Deoxys was seven. Lucario and the Mystery of Mew was eight. And then the last Pokemon movie I remember watching on DVD, like, just just the last Pokemon movie I've watched in general would have been nine, which is Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. So that had Manaphy and the Pokemon Rangers, which were also a good couple of games that I ended up playing on my DS that I had a really good time with. But then, yeah, everything else. Uh, Rise of Dark Riot 10, so the Diamond and Pearl ones, so you had Rise of Dark Riot, you had Giratina, you had Arceus, you had Zodorwark, and then you had Black and White, which is basically the same. Uh, Kyruem, Genesect for... Uh, the black and white, uh, what is it, generation. And then for the XY generation, you had Deontay and the Cocoon of Destruction. You had Hoopa, Class of Ages, Volcanion, and then alternate continuity. So, whoa, this is new. 
reboot to the film franchise began with the release of their 20th film, Pokemon the movie I Choose You Pikachu, and from this point onwards, the films do not share continuity elements with any particular anime series, and not even with each other. Whoa. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, The Power of Us, I Choose You, and Secrets of the Jungle. So all those came out between 2017 and 2021. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but what about the live-action Pokemon Detective Pikachu? Honestly, that is, for all intents and purposes, that was a good movie. Like, for a video game adaptation and for a Pokemon movie adaptation (laughs) to boot, that was a good movie. Like, not great, not fine, not terrible. I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, no, it was... Yeah, I never watched any of the Pokemon movies in theaters. It was all direct-to-video. It was all VHS and DVDs. Yeah, that was definitely... Like, if I'm trying to remember... I don't know. I I didn't like the way that the first movie felt because it's like, yo, they killed Ash. It's like, oh, shit. So, yeah, definitely didn't rewatch that uh, um, a lot as a child. I did rewatch the movie 2000 a lot, and then I watched Pokemon the 3, the movie, a lot. But then of all the ones that came of those first nine, maybe Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea, so those were like my four favorites of the of the bunch maybe with pokemon the movie 2000 at the top it's it's close it's i would it's definitely not something that i'm going to be like chomping at the bits to go back and see how the old pokemon movies like live up in my childhood but um yeah no there were a lot of opportunities for me to go see those but now it was just by that time i just moved on to it i didn't really I didn't really want to watch many of the Pokemon movies after that, and I don't know, just uh, kind of moved away from it. <sighs> what else? What else? Yu-Gi-Oh! Right, Yu-Gi-Oh! So, in particular, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! manga came out in September of 96. I believe it's still ongoing with its different iterations, and... Let's see, same deal, 18 months for the anime, or when, when the anime started production in April of 98, and then it made its way overseas in the early 2000s. But then, yeah, I'm surprised that Yu-Gi-Oh! itself only has four films. And so it's like the most recent one was in 2016, uh, Dark Side of Dimensions, uh, Bonds of Time, which was 2010, Duel Monsters, which was in... No, never mind, just the original Yu- just a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie that I think was just kind of like a pilot uh, that was about 30, 40 minutes long. The one for me that only stands out in particular was um, the one that was related to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters uh, one. And that was Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie... Pyramid of Light. And that was the old, one of the only times I remember, like, when I was a kid. So this would have been November of 2004. And I had, we had friends uh, coming along with me to go to the theater. I had my dad take us just so we wouldn't necessarily get lost. And at the handout of the movie, all of the kids that ended up going to see that movie, we all got an individually wrapped uh, card that was unique to that movie. In that film. And I really wish I kept that. Because I have a feeling I would have been able to sell that for quite a bit. Because um, it was like, there was like a special Blue Eyes White Dragon. There was a special Karibo. There was a special either Egyptian God card or a new God card that Yugi ended up acquiring inside of that film. But yeah, no, that was that was definitely one that I remember fondly. Because it was probably, if we're talking about anime-wise here, even though I didn't know what anime was at the time, the first one I ended up going to see a movie related to a franchise that I loved Right. One Piece. Oh boy. Originally started in July of 97, and Oda, I think, is just finishing the Wano arc. I have no idea. I, like, I've seen spoilers and bits and pieces of crazy shit that's happened, but um, I'll get there one day. Ma- I will start with the manga, and if I ever want to see any of the ridiculous 
fights and events play out in motion, then I'll just jump to the anime episode that correlates to that arc, and maybe I'll just watch it that way. But there's no way that I can just, that I can go through and watch all of One Piece, like, through the anime. Like, even if I had a filler chart, I still don't think it would be a good idea for me to jump in on that way. But, um, yeah, no. In particular, One Piece itself has 14 films. And, of course, I haven't watched any of them because... I don't, uh, I don't, um, have any, like, recollection or, like, have anything related to the, t to the series that I have to jump on, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, because the one that I hear about the most is Baron Omatsuri in Secret Island, which was done by Mamoru Hosoda, no, not Hosoda, um, not Hosoda, not Oishi, god, he was the one that did fucking wolf children, um, oh, it was Mamoru Hosoda, right, 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 okay, um, because he was, I believe he was the one that ended up directing that film, and then around the time that uh, shonen movies were coming out to the West and I was, you know, like just seeing all, some of these things pop up on streams um, at some point after they were going through um, was that I believe the first one I saw was One Piece Film Z or Zedo, or I think, which I believe um, uh, just what they were saying inside of the, all the promotional stuff. But yeah, so... Uh, there was One Piece film Z, there was One Piece film Gold, uh, there was One Piece Stampede, and the most recent one that's going to be coming out this year in Japan on August 6th is One Piece Red. And so that's the f 15th, yeah, so that's the 15th, but I've seen bits and pieces, I've seen clips of Zed, Gold, and Stampede. Um, but yeah, these were definitely the ones considering it was around, like, this was the time that I was getting into anime, and it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I know what One Piece is, and yeah, I guess it's kind of cool that we're getting uh, some shonen films coming out uh, this way. And of course, it wasn't One Piece, but it was something else in particular that I ended up finally going a <laughs> finally being able to go and experience that kind of energy with a shonen crowd. Um, what else was it? Oh yeah, Hunter Hunter was March in 98, which is when the manga started. The anime, same deal, 18 months later, uh, in October of 99. So it had, the, it had the 99 adaptation, and it had the 2011 adaptation. So I didn't... I still haven't gone back to watch it, like, if it was shorter, because I did do Full Metal Alchemist, and then I did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood right after. So I did those back-to-back. -back. But in total, that was like 120 episodes uh, for both Full Metal Alchemist adaptations. I believe it's around 220 for both uh, Hunter Hunter adaptations, if I decided to go back to back, and I was like, no, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to get the one. I'm going to pick the one that's gotten the most praise. And uh, apparently, there's still a lot of good stuff to be seen in the original '99 adaptation, but 2011 was also very, very good. Um, and they ended up getting two, yeah, only two films, which was kind of shocking. Naruto. Okay, so the original Naruto started in September of 99, and if you include the original and you also include Shippuden, it ran for 15 years with the original anime itself starting in October on October 2nd. And in terms of my relationship to Naruto, a buddy of mine, like back when we were in elementary school, like he had some Naruto DVDs with him. I watched some of them and I wasn't as like, uh, what is it? Like I wasn't as keen to jump into it. I don't know. Like I just wasn't as hype around it. I just didn't know what I liked. When I was getting into anime in 2011, I think I walked in... I think it was just before the Pain arc, which is what they were animating at that time, because Naruto was trying to figure out how to learn the Sage form. Like, it was it was really, 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 really long. Like, I'm, 
On top of the fact where it's like, dude, you just jumped into like ship it in episode 400 and you think you're bored right now. It's like, yeah, why can't it be? <laughs> why can't it be a lot more straightforward? Uh, you moron. But then, yeah, no, there were a handful of Naruto films that I just watched because they were on the streaming site and I was just looking for things to watch. But one in particular that I do remember was the first one, which was in the original Naruto uh, story. It was Ninja Clash in the Land of Snow. And that was the first one to come out. And I remember watching that on, like, YTV in, like, 2005, 2006. And I did think it was, like, some of the coolest shit, like, like at that point. But I just didn't know who else to talk to about it. So that kind of just went there. So the original Naruto had that. It had Sona Galel and it had Crescent Moon Kingdom. So it had three films between 04 and 06. Naruto Shippuden ended up getting seven films. And... It was kind of the same deal where, oh, I'm just getting into these, so I might as well watch them too. But I didn't watch the first, I didn't watch Bonds, I didn't watch Will of Fire, didn't watch Lost Tower. Never mind. No, I, for some stupid reason, I did watch Lost Tower. Where it was like, Naruto went back into the past and he did a mission with his father. Blood Prison, I watched just for the fights. Road to Ninja, and the, yeah. Didn't watch Roger Ninja. I think I watched the last. I can't remember which one had the big fight in it. Which one had the big fight in it. All, all of them did. But um, no, I either watched Boruto the Naruto movie or the last. I, I, I think it was the Boruto film. Never mind. So, yeah. Although, yeah. So I do just remember having, you know, fond memories of Ninja Clash and Land of Snow. I thought that was cool. And I might have seen bits and pieces of... Um, Naruto ship in the movie, and then Bonds, I believe. Land of Sky, Amaru warns the Leaf Village. Now I think it was just the first one. I think I only watched the first one for some reason. Wow, that is I because I remember this dude with the beard. Wow, that is that is a throwback. Um, but yeah, kind of the same deal. Don't have as much of a connection with Naruto. I do know that Boruto is just running and gassing along as another series. So the only thing that I find cool about that is that we will probably have Naruto, Ichigo, and Luffy like, in an episode in the same week of all of, of a respective show happening at the same time in the same season, which hasn't happened, you know, probably since 2013. It's like, it's kind of nuts. But yeah, speaking of Bleach, let's see here. Um, so yeah, what is it? Bleach started, the manga started in August of 2001, ran for 15 years. The anime, anime was late by comparison because the anime started in October of 04. Um, and they ended up getting... Uh, four films, no, definitely not as much as uh, the rest of it, but yeah, no, um, it's kind of the same deal, where I watched bits and pieces of them, I think the one that I watched the most of was Bleach the Hellverse, which was the fourth one that came out in December of 2010, but the rest of it was just kind of like, eh, I don't really remember much of it, and I think I only watched, like, two arcs of Bleach, kind of the same deal, I jumped into, um, I jumped into the fight against Aizen, with the final fight against Tyson when I was just jumping into it and I was looking for shows to watch. So it's like, okay, I'll watch an episode of Naruto and I'll an episode of One Piece and an episode of Bleach every week, even though I have no fucking idea what's going on because I am a smart fan with smart ways to spend his time. Yeah, so same deal. It was like, I watched Bleach the Hellverse for the fights and I didn't like it enough to go back and watch the other three films. So that's fine. Yeah, it's kind of fine. Uh, fairy Tale. Oh, God. No, Fairy Tale was the exact same. God damn it. I think it was in the Grimoire Heart arc. 
Um, well, before we get to that, manga started in August of 06, and the anime came three years later in October of 09. Uh, the manga itself ran for 11 years, but Fairy Tale was the exact fucking same thing, where I decided to jump into the middle of an arc and watch it week by week, and I think it was the Grimoire Heart arc, which was still cool, but then it jumped into the 2013 uh, adaptation, and it only took me about 10 weeks or so before I finally just gave up and stopped it, because it's like, no, this is just not even, not, not, not a good way to spend my time. Uh, it's got two films? Really? That's kind of... Yeah. There's got to have been, uh, there has to have been more, right? I typed, I typed in fairy tale movies, and it's fairy tale, T-A-L-E movies. Here are the best fairy tale movies on IMDb, and I definitely don't think there's enough to garner a top 50. Right, there's two, so Phoenix Priestess in 2012 and Dragon Cry in 2017. I don't know, I think the only thing I know about Dragon Cry is that there was a gif that was circulating so many fucking times where it was just, I think it was fucking Lucy and Erza in like maid or bunny girl outfits or some shit where it's like, oh great, so look, I understand, you know where your audience is, but the fact that your audience is probably in their late 20s, early 30s now based on how long the manga's been going on. It's just like, it, no, it, it's just not worth it. Not at all. And I can't, and I can't remember who it is. Cam and Toby, fucking stop it. I understand that you have this long-running tradition between the two of you to, like, keep watching fairy tale and finish it, but it's not worth it. Please just spend your time better. I am begging you. And then speaking of which, Seven Deadly Sins, it's like, wow, this, uh... It, it had some hype in the first two seasons, I remember, because I remember a lot of people having, like, decent praise and talking about it, but... Everything that happened, I believe it was with Studio Dean in the most recent season, just completely and utterly just threw it overboard. Like, there was just no recovery from there. Uh, what is it? So, Seven Deadly Sins started in October of 12. Uh, it ran for eight years, and then the anime itself was only two years, like, after that. It had one film, surprisingly, which I don't know how many people watched, but, yeah, that just, that just happened. So, what is it? So, now, My Hero... My Hero Academia started in July of 2014, and the anime itself didn't even take them two years. Because, like, when you're in Shonen Jump, it's just it's just common sense to give uh, whatever you're going to be advertising an adaptation. So, yeah, the anime started in April of 16. My Hero and I have had a shaky relationship over the past two seasons, so seasons four and five, where it's... There was whiplash in the first couple of seasons, but... Four and five were arcs of the time when I started to catch up and read the manga, and so I was curious how they were going to adapt it, and it was subpar, to say the least. And even the arc that I thought was cool, watching week by week inside of the school festival, like, was toned down ridiculously inside the anime. And then the divergence and the split of the amount of time each arc had in season five was so ridiculously stupid and the i think i talked about it in a previous episode where the only way that they decided hey we'll give the class a versus b arc the most time in this season and we will give the my villain academia arc the least amount of time just so we can meld it perfectly together in line with when the third film is going to come out it was just kind of like I don't know, that was a whole load of bullshit because my villain should have been setting everything up for the sixth season and now people barely even give a shit anymore and I can't even blame them. Uh, but yeah, I do remember having a really good time with the first My Hero Academia film because that, I believe, was the first time I was in a theater 
to watch a shonen film where everybody, where I was into anime and I knew everybody was into anime and everybody knew exactly what everybody else knew. And so we were excited to see this, you know, new original piece of not, well, I guess it was kind of canon. Like it did end up being canon, especially with some of the characters that came out of the first film. And it was a lot of fun. Just literally fucking diehard the anime. Nakatomi Plaza being scaled by everybody inside of Class 1A in All Might. And that was a lot of fucking fun. The second one was as soulless of a we need to fill 90 minutes of original time just in general. And some of the fights were fine. And some of them weren't. Most of them weren't. The idea that happened at the end of the second movie with Deku somehow sharing the one-for-all powers with Bakugo made for a hype moment, but I was so checked out by the end of it. Uh, it was just, it just didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really line up. Deku then going on like a Mission Impossible run in the third film was a lot more fun. I still like the first one better, but honestly, the third one, I was, I, I appreciated it a lot more and it just had a cool, it did have a kind of cool villain, but it was just like the whole... Uh, like, Europe's most wanted style of storytelling was just really cool to try and figure out, like, how they would be able to fix that road trip premise uh, surrounding Deku. And it was cool. It was fun. I really... And I also liked uh, the new dude. The new dude whose uh, name I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Rody Soul. That's it. Rody Soul. Rody was good. He was a nice addition. But yeah, no. It's, um... I really fucking hope... Because we've had three films uh, over the, like, how much? Six years, I guess? As long as they can not do... Right, that's... that's So, the entire reason I remember making this list in the first place was... So, okay, My Hero... So, the My Hero's second movie just came out, and it was lackluster, lukewarm, I didn't really like it. And then within two months, they had already announced a third film for My Hero Academia, and I was like... How can they keep doing this? I understand that it is a shonen and it is a popular property, which kind of just answers my question. But like, why why do they have to continuously add so much load onto this? And then I go back and I look at Pokemon and I look at Yu-Gi-Oh! Or not Yu-Gi-Oh! And I look at One Piece and I look at Naruto and I look at all of these other like big shonen jump franchises and the amount of movies that they put out like at least averaged a film every 18 months. And so it was just, holy shit, it's... This is not the first time they've done it. They were finally getting... They finally got around the scheduling because for... What is it? They had 12 episodes in the first season and they had 25 episodes in the second, 25 in the third, 25 in the fourth. And so they had finally taken My Hero Academia and took away the week-by-week drag and constant grind for uh, the series as a whole and by spreading it out into seasonal chunks, which is great. That gives the production team to actually go through it and have more time and make it like pop as much as it can but now they're like nope guess what now we're going to add another we're going to add a 90 minute feature film onto your list that also has to be done on average every two years and it's like ah fuck so that's where a lot of the discrepancies because there was definitely a dip in quality between uh like around season four and five and people were curious why and it's like yep there you go so I really hope My Hero Academia, episode four, they do have like a baseball OVA coming out in a couple of months. Uh, so I'll pro- I'll still watch that, but it's like, oh my God, can we just hold off on like not burning out the entire crew and like maybe have a movie every three years or so so we don't get back into the same, uh, what is it, just 
shredder of a formula to keep fucking like draining the life out of all these employees like jesus christ right black clover was weird oh boy so what was it the manga started in february 2015 and then the anime started in october 17 much to the chagrin of fucking everybody like it <laughs> just watching everybody's reaction to that what was it so 2017 and just nobody jumping on the train and nobody but the most diehard of people who had been reading the manga for like the two and a half years before it came out and was like, oh, Jesus, so this is, this is shonen. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to this. But apparently now, it's past the point, because I think Black Clover is over 100 episodes now, but it was, now they're treating it as one piece where it's like, no, just get through the first 50 episodes. It gets good. And based on the reputation that I've heard, apparently it does get good, but same deal. It's going to be 50 episodes before anything worthwhile starts to pop up, and it's like, ah, shit. Uh, boy, at least it at least it ended up with a better fate than Seven Deadly Sins. I mean, the manga's been running for seven years now, so I'm curious to see how long that's going to be pulling out, but I don't know. I really don't know. But um, what else? What else? So, oh, and then, of course, fucking Demon Slayer. Jesus. Or a four-year run on its manga that started back in February 2016, and the anime still took a while. To, it started, uh, what was it, three years later? Yeah, April of 2019. And so that definitely was a barn burner, especially once episode 1921, whichever one came out, and then the movie did fucking gangbusters, so what was it, um, Infinity Train was absolutely ridiculous, made a fuck ton of money, I'm still thinking it is a fine uh, TV show, like it's a six or seven, one of the two, it's just definitely not my cup of tea, considering that there, I do not give a shit about any of the characters inside of Demon Slayer, I, like... The action is phenomenal, but that's exactly what's going to happen when you give it to Studio uh, UFO Table. Like, they will polish anything you give them, and it will be a glorious sight to behold. Except, I just, there is not a, there was one character, Ren Goku, I believe, was the, Ren Goku Sengoku, I can't, God, his, even his name is fading from memory. He was like the only person I was interested in at all to any of these characters. And now it's just kind of like, well, don't know what to do now. It's like, oh boy. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so what is it? The Swordsmith arc or the Sword Village is going to be coming up new, uh, soon. That's going to be the new one. And I can't remember if it's going to be by the end of this year or if it's going to be uh, early 23. I think it's early 23. But, you know, Demon Slayer is fine. There's apparent, like, because of the modern shonen argument, there's always been comparisons between Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. Personally, I like JJK more because I, I actually give a shit about the characters and their fight inside of this you know, kind of corrupt system that just spits them out and, like, just really treats it like a corporate ladder, especially with how they treat a lot of their sorcerers. And, like, Gojo is just a gem. Uh, Goto and Gojo, just glorious characters to add to this roster. And it's really cool to see all these other ones. And I didn't think... Uh, let's see, so before that, knowing that it came out in the... Sorry, the manga came out in March of 2018, and the anime itself uh, two and a half years later in October of 2020. So it was cool to see that, because it was it was another one of those um, Shonen Jump affairs uh, that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like I would like it, because I was burnt out already on Demon Slayer, and it's like, oh, it's going to be another Shonen Jump piece, and it's like, uh, I'm not really feeling it. I see a lot of uh, pictures of uh, Gojo, so apparently Gojo is fucking hot, and it's like, oh yeah, dude, those eyes, those eyes will take you miles. But it, there was not really much that really got me invested and really kept me up, um, and so I ended up watching it like a handful of weeks after the 24-episode run of its first season ended, 
And it easily became... Like, I'm trying to think. It is modern shonen I don't watch a lot of, where it's only kind of like My Hero and Jujutsu Kaisen are the only two that fill that void right now. The first season of Jujutsu Kaisen is definitely better than the fourth and fifth seasons of My Hero Academia. It's just that I'm curious to see what JJK ends up doing later down the line with its future content. Because even though they kind of, well, they kind of sort of did need to adapt uh, JJK Zero and bring it into its adaptation um, as something, whether it was an OVA uh, or some specials, or in this case, which was definitely the smartest choice to go with, a film. Because that action was fucking insane. I absolutely adored it. It... It got you into Megumi's just... No, sorry. I think Megumi's actually the uh, voice actress. Like, I was really curious because it's just like, wait, so is he just going to be Shinji? Because he sounds like Shinji. He acts like Shinji. Woe is me, Shinji. But he really came into his own in the second half of the film because he really tried. Yeah, Megu sorry. Megumi Ogata is the, um, is the voice actress for the main character who is Yuda. Okayasu. And so he was mentioned in passing a handful of times inside of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. And so I was really curious to see because I was kind of curious like with the trailers and was like, oh, so he's a Shinji. He's got the white t-shirt. He's got the Japanese sword. He's got this curse that only he can wield. And it's like, okay, so how exactly is this going to work out? I was concerned in the first half. Had me in the first half, not going to lie. But with how he was able to train and come into his own and face off against the big bad in the movie's climax, wow, was this awesome. Hearing malice and threatening tones inside of Shinji's voice, I did get a bit of that in Ava 3.0 plus 1.0, but hearing her give that tone to Yuta in that film was bone-chilling. It was terrifying in the times because his malice, or... Um, Yuta's malice, so Megumi's malice inside of that role was seething. It was bleeding through the mic, and it was just you made you made us feel because he Yuta in in itself he was overpowered, like totally. He he had the shonen protagonist syndrome, but he ends up coming into his own in the last half of that movie, and I had a really good time. And I'm really curious to see because I haven't read uh, the JJK manga. And I haven't caught up to the arcs that are going to be popping up. I can't remember if it is the Kyoto arc or something along those lines. But I can't wait to see Yuta come back and just interact with Yuji and the rest of the gang. Just like he did when, just before he was leading off. But I don't know. I had a really good time. And it's like easily, depending on how they adapt. Because I know, I can't remember if it's next season or the season after where My Hero Season 6 is going to be popping up. And I know there's going to be a big arc. But judging how they've done previous big arcs uh, with My Hero, I'm really kind of concerned how they're actually going to move forward with this but if there's one thing that i can at least be confident now inside of the shonen landscape it would definitely be jujutsu kaisen so yeah i'm actually surprised i was able to drag this out for this long but um i don't know that that graph was just staring at me and staring at me every single time because it was always on my topic list whenever i was trying to go through and figure out what episodes to do later on but um you know i'm actually glad to finally get that out of the way and actually put it to good use and have that for the rest of it so yeah I guess next season, or next episode, is going to be finishing on the retrospective of uh, the fall, sorry, the spring 2022 season, and then we're going to be leading to see what happens as we finally jump into summer. All right, cheers. Have a good one. Yeah.